Ministry of Grace. Let's see if we uh, get this going one more time. And, and it says, when we did as our workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For well, he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the way of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now those are the precursors to what Paul is getting ready to talk about. Not folks say, I want to be like Paul, you know. Or I want to be like this particular athlete, or I want to be like this. Listen, if you want to be like that, you have to go through all of the problems that's involved in there. And Paul is saying, if you want to be like me, there's some things you need to understand about me. There's some things I have to go through. And uh, there are some prepositions that, um, some key words that he began to put in there that's very simple as we go through the message that I trust that you, you get. This is a FYI for your information type of message because a lot of times when it comes down to ministry, um, uh, we think that I, because I'm serving Jesus, all of these things uh, should or should not happen. And who told you? <laughs> uh, who told you that's, don't, that's not supposed to happen? Oh, folks supposed to pat you on the back because you say you know Jesus? You, you attend this particular church or you know these many passages of scriptures or you have some type of, type of um, letter behind your name that makes you privileged? No, 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 no. The moment that you identify as Jesus Christ all of us must understand we are on a battlefield. And when we're on a battlefield, there's some things we have to keep in mind or we will be very discouraged. And as some of my pastor friends, some of them are almost wiped out, wiped out. And so if it's, if it's happening with the pastors, I can imagine what is happening to those who are under their pastorate. Um, so as we come now to this passage of scripture, pondering the principles, the grace of God that saves us is the same grace that enables and empowers us to accomplish this ultimate purpose for our life. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I'm not in a rush so much to finish the message as you get the idea. When we see verse 21, for he made him who knew no sin, okay, he didn't know sin for us, that, that, uh, that we might become what? The righteousness for God in him. Jesus Christ did not know sin. He's perfectly God. He did not know sin. But he became sin for us in exchange for us for that he gave us righteousness. All of the things that goes along with right, the whole package of righteousness God has given us. And he expects us to walk in that righteousness or that state of righteousness, not some of the time, all of the time. We are never free to do our own thing while walking in the beauty of holiness or in the righteousness of God. If there are a lot of things that happen to us because we chose not to walk in the righteousness of God, 
And so a lot of times our mouth gets us in trouble. Just a number of things gets us in trouble because the Lord says, the Lord has all these passages of of all the things we do when we walk according to the Spirit. And that's why the Holy Spirit is here, to keep us on the right track. Now, if you, get this now, if you mess up, if things go wrong, you're not out of the game. You just fell in the race. Get up and keep running. Get up and do what? Sometimes that's, that's kind of hard to, to tell to get the, into the saints, okay? Um, thinking it through, there are three significant things that Paul wanted his readers to understand and apply. Consider our position, consider our provision, and consider our perception. Now, again, Paul, we want to understand what to say in context, what the scripture is actually saying. A lot of times people take the scripture and they, what they call extrapolate, take it out and apply it to a million things and not stay with what the actual scripture said. Paul is saying, now, this is me. Here's what I'm going through. And if you're living righteous, you're going to be going through some possible the same things. But Paul is saying, these are the things, understand what Paul is saying, these are the things that happened to me. You got the idea right now? He says, these are the things that happened to me. And then he'll, he'll, Every now and then he'll say, and if it happens to me, guess what? It's probably going to happen to you also. So I'm going to show you what happens. So the first thing he's going to tell you what happened to me, then what I have to deal with it, and then the end results of it. So let me just kind of walk through this thing. Consider our position, verses 3 to 5. And let's look at verses 3 to 5. Here's, here's, what the, here's what it has to say. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulation, in deeds, in distress, in stripes, in imprisonments, in turmoils, in labors, in sleeplessness, sleeplessness uh, in fastings. Wow, he's going through a whole lot, isn't he? Paul stressed this point that it is necessary for us to be in, to be what? In the battle, he says, he says, the first thing he says, I understand that when, it, uh, now that I'm in the righteousness of Christ, I'm in. What does in stand for? <laughs> in does not stand for all the good benefits you said in line, all these lines, these folks are handing out these baskets. The Lord said, oh, I'll give you a basket. Paul said, let me show you the basket I'm going to give you. He says, here's, here's what I've been given. The moment that I said, okay, Lord, I'm walking with you. He says, okay, then here's what happened. To avoid being an offense, the first thing is, I am not to be an offense in anything. Uh, now, you can take a personal check. Am I offense in anything to anyone? Uh, uh, you can just grade yourself on that, you know. But he says, I cannot be an offense in anything. Uh, next, stay in the plan. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God. He says, so he says first, but in, you see, keep seeing this word in. The first word is in. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers. In all things, everything I do, I never forget who I am. In all things. He goes on. Notice the ten things that he considered as being in. In much patience. In tribulations. In needs. In distress, in stripes, 
imprisonments, in turmoils, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fasting. Now, you think anybody will sign up for anything like that? Say, we're gonna, Lord, I'm going to follow you. Good. Here's all the things that you're going to have. This is, going to, this is all the things that you're going to have when you join, okay? Because get ready, get ready. Here it is, you know. I'm going to lay it, lay it on you. It says, you're going to have, number one, you have to be impatient because you're going to have some fools out there messing with you. Paul had Pharisees following him everywhere he went. Paul was, was every time he turned around, he had oppositions. But he had a, he had, he said, my goal is, I'm from this wall over here to that wall. My goal is getting from this wall to that wall. But I know that since I'm in, these are the things I'm up against. Okay. I want you to understand, since you're in, these are the things you're going to be up against. The first thing you're going to need is patience. What are you going to need? You're going to have, you're going to need some patience. See, to be patient, you have to die to yourself. And a lot of times, you, the most impatient folks you'll find is in long lines um, at banks, uh, food places. Um, and don't let the uh, traffic be long. You find a whole lot of, they have what they call road rage. You heard of those, those folks, huh? Okay, you have this impatient, and it was really embarrassing to see this this, uh, preach, pre, uh, this priest who pulled out his gun because of road rage. And he, I said, no, he didn't take his preacher, you know. <laughs> I mean, impatient, impatient. He says, impatience in tribulations. Tribulation, those are, that's, th that's not the thing that's happening inside of you. That's some things you can't control coming to you. He says, if I'm walking with Christ, there's some things that's going to happen to me. And whether you feel it or not, it's coming. And I got this, this um, and as I begin to look at the Christian news, there's an uh, ominous cloud that's coming over America and the attitude toward the church. There's a hostile attitude toward the church. And when you start saying, I am a Christian, they're going to start saying, oh, you are a hater. And they're going to talk about lifestyles. And they're going to talk about the way of life. And you say, you don't like this. You are a hater. They consider the, the word of God as, a, as material that are haters against the lifestyle. But what did God say? So there'll be tribulations. There'll be tribulations. There'll be needs. Oh, you're going to get, well, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Amen. But Paul says, hey, there were times when I was in need. You know what? As a soldier. I understood that. He says, I found myself in distress. Shipwrecked, wet, cold, hungry. Then a snake jumped out of the fire and bite me. Now that, 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 that makes it kind of rough, doesn't it? In distress, in stripes, beaten numbers of times, 39 times spare one each time that he was beaten. Imprisonment with the rats and everything else. He says that even in prison, I mean, and even when I was in prison, I, was, I, I had a little song to go, go along with the, while I was in prison. I kept my song in prison. Don't let prison take your song away. See? He, he says in turmoils and in, in labors and in, in sleeplessness, in fastings. He says these are the ten, that's the ends. That's the what now? The, that's the ends of the ministry. 
And, and guess what it is? The grace that we have in ministering grace, not only is it saving grace, it's sustaining grace. And the grace of God sustain you through all of these things. See, so don't complain about it. You know, those who are really in ministry, they don't, ask, they don't pray that you, uh, pray that God will uh, not uh, permit those people to have, uh, for this to happen to me and this to happen to me. Pray that God will give me strength as I go through. Pray that God will give me insight. They always pray for personal strength as they go through. As you are going through, say, what can I pray for? I pray for my inner self. Because how you think and how you act will mean, uh, will mean a whole lot. Amen? Then there's, there's another area that Thessalonians 1, 3 to 5. We are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because of your faith grows exceedingly. And the love of everyone uh, of you all abounds toward each other. So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecution and tribulations that you endure. See, that's, that verse supports what he's talking about. In your patience see, and faith, your persecution and tribulation. And he says, I rejoice that you folks are holding, holding firm to the churches that, that Jesus Christ was writing to, those churches that were going through so much. But it says, but you always have those few that was right there, right there when everybody else was acting crazy. And that's what the Lord wants us to do, to be, to say, for you to determine, I'm going to be that person. This morning is a day of one word, choice. What is it? You can choose to listen or not listen. You can choose to do or not do. Nobody's going to choose your arm. But understand, once you initiate it, you cannot control the outcome. If you choose to disobey, you cannot control the outcome. If you choose to obey, then God, you can rest assured you got heaven behind you and God will bless you. Okay. So every time we choose to do what we know is right, God got your back, okay? Verse um, 5 says, which is manifest evidence of righteousness, the judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffered. <laughs> See, now, you don't have this type of preaching over, over television and stuff. They talk about money, you know, uh, naming and claiming it, uh, stepping into your destiny, you see? They talk about all of those things, but they never talk about what happens to those at the moment you pick up the word and say, thus says the Lord. And you know what? They make us look like we're the bandits. They say, you're out of tune, you're out of time, and almost like a righteous lot grieving over the uh, uh, and Gomorrah. He's, um, he's grieving because of the times. Okay. So, that's a, that's a, because, see, verse 5, I said that before, 
which is the manifestation of righteousness and judgment that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you were also suffered. If we have been saved by God's grace and having put on the righteousness of God, we must commit our conduct to the level of excellence. What level is that? Excellence. My question is, or we need to ask ourselves, am I living the level of excellence? If not, why not? Am I living on the level of excellence? Please don't blame it on the devil. The devil has nothing to do with it, okay? Consider our provision. All right, now if we're going through all of this, what I have, what I have to take me through this? So Paul now gives us a, 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 our supply. So he, he makes a little uh, list here of some of the things we got going for us, okay? So we're not going through this all alone. By purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by, uh, uh, by sincere love. You first see the word in, now you see the word what? By. See, uh, by love. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the arm of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. By honor and dishonor, by evil and good report. He goes on to say, Paul lists the provision that we have to maintain our righteousness and proclaim the gospel of Christ by purity. What's the next one? By knowledge. What's the next one? The next one? Next? 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 Okay, next. And? And guess what? Folks don't say a good thing, bad, a bad thing about you anyway, right? But you see what's going for you, though? We have going for us, number one, purity, knowledge. The more you know God, the stronger you become. Long-suffering, you're still standing. After all that happens to you, you're still standing. After all that's said to you, you're still standing. You know why people uh, church hop and everything else? They, they don't want to suffer. They, they're concerned about what's in it for me. They, forget about the suffering. But we did this kindness, to be kind through the whole process. Then, I should have put that first, by the Holy Spirit, you are sealed unto the day of redemption. And so as we go through this thing, it says the Holy Spirit got you back through this whole process. The ministry of grace, the grace not only that saved you, but now sustain you and supply you by having all these things going in your life, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, that you're committed to the word of truth at all times. By the power of God. Everything you do, be strong in the Lord and the power of what? His might. So there are times that, you, that um, you're dis there's, there's a, a level of discouragement. And then you, you go to the mirror and you talk to yourself. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. Be strong in the Lord. God told um, uh, Joshua, you know, to be strong and courageous. 
To be strong where? In the Lord. I got your back. You're not fighting this by yourself. Every time you try to fight this by yourself, you find yourself frustrated, bent out of shape, don't know what to do. There's a lady who keeps calling me. I, I've counseled her. I counsel her back and forth. And she keeps telling me about her husband and et cetera, et cetera, and what a husband. I said, I said, first, I said, do you understand there's nothing you can do to change your husband? Oh, yeah, I understand. Have we gone over scripture about that? Uh-huh, okay, good. What did the scripture tell you to do? Okay. And forget the word submit at the time. What did the word, word tell you to do? It talked about your purity of life. The first thing is about your purity of life, how you walk before God. It says, and God can win that person by the way you walk without you even saying one word. Say, but, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you saw war room and everything else. Yeah, I prayed, but the Lord, yeah, okay. So, so you prayed for a little while, and now you're trying to take it over again. So, you know, folks, folks that, that's why I have this, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a people spray where I just spray my office and spray my room and everything else. Because there are some folks who just won't listen. In other words, how, if you don't use what God has given you, how else will you have strength? How else will you be an overcomer? How else will you get to the other wall? You're like that tomato plant. You got that little sucker right there that you need to cut that sucker out and, uh, and uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll be okay. So, okay, well, okay. So then we got this, uh, this whole idea of um, by the word of God, the power of God, I think you have the idea here that all of this is by, this is what we have in our packet. The question is, why is it that I'm not using it? You, you need to ask that question, you and I. If I'm going through these things, why is it that I'm not using it? Why am I still trying to use something that I should have thrown away a whole lot, a long time ago? Why am I still acting in the flesh? Why, what should I do? Number one, I should confess that and get back on track. But Paul says, I've been through all of this. Through the turmoils and everything else. Says, I've been through, I've been in all of this. But by all of this, I'm able to survive with me so far, okay, then we'll, we'll come uh, very closely to the last thing then as we do probably a couple of verses. Because we belong to the Lord, he makes sure that we have all that we need to accomplish our goal and glory and, and glorify God. Second Corinthians uh, 2.10, let's read that together. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are, this is now, we didn't say we should be, we could be. The present perfect tense is we are his workmanship. Created, it gets now, before the foundation of this world, created unto him unto good works. So then once, and that's and how that happens is to have that good works, we had to be changed from our sins, and the righteousness of Christ must be, in, uh, be a part of us. Once we have the righteousness of Christ, that's why we can approach the throne of God boldly, because we have the righteousness of Christ. Okay? Now, understand, you're going to be battling your flesh until the day you die. It's going to be fighting you. But understand, don't forget who you are. I'm a child of God. 
Okay. Don't ever let Satan always believe God. Don't keep, don't repeat the sin of the Garden of Eden to believe Satan and disregard what God had to say. If God said it, that settles it. It has nothing to do about God said it, I believe it, that, no, no. If God said it, that sells it, whether you believe it or not, okay? Consider our perspective. These last uh, three verses here, we wrap it up. And here's what Paul had to say. As unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As, as poor, yet making much rich. As having nothing, but yet possessing all things. So we have in, by, and as. What is it? In, by, and as. In turmoil, in this, and in this. But by God's power, you see. But here's how the world sees us. It says, as the world sees us, we're unknown in the world, but yet what? Well known. Demons said, well, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> unknown when it comes down to the world, your, your name would probably never reach the papers or never hit the media. Unknown, but yet well known. We're walking between two spheres, the spiritual, the physical, and the spiritual. Unknown, but well-known. Uh, then he talked about the factor of dying, and behold, we live. Chastened, and yet not killed. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. As having nothing, yet possessing all things. Oh, boy. I, I like the way he, he listed that thing out there. And so uh, I just kind of put the points there so that you'll actually see the points. I'll put them there for you. Again, let's read it together. As what? As unknown yet. As dying. As chastened and yet. As. You see the word always rejoicing? Not sometimes rejoicing, yet always rejoicing. As what? Poor, yet making many rich. As having nothing, yet possessing all things. We walk in this world from a different perspective. People are breaking their necks to have a bunch of things that will take them nowhere. We went to our anniversary and. Uh, and uh, we, we went to a home, and very nice home uh, in Flossmoor, and I, I really appreciate it. Very, very nice layout, and the neighbors came over. Um, boy, it was very nice. And so the guy who said, the first thing he started talking about was, you know, yeah, everything is nice. Then he says, boy, but the taxes around here, you know. And I know the taxes around there are anywhere between ten to $12,000 a year, you know. And, and not so that you can pay off your mortgage. But the taxes are there perpetual, which means what? You are a glorified renter. That means that if you don't pay your rent, <laughs> uh, you have to go, okay? So then, so then the taxes are outrageous. 
And, and so he was saying, we have to have, so we have our, and the, and the taxes keep going up. Although they pay off the house, they still have to pay that money every year and all the other uh, things that goes along with that. And yet it's still, uh, they have the things. They have all of those things. And guess what? It goes only to the grave, and that's it. Everything they work for, sweat it out, retirement and all these things, it goes to right here. And after the grave, nothing, nothing. But for us, they say, you have nothing. And the Lord says, no, you have far more than that. See, because I will supply your needs according to my riches in glory. My whole perspective. One, one guy was uh, one guy was sharing with me that said, Pastor Rackley said this guy's really feeling sorry for you. And I said, and what he's feeling sorry for? He says, he said, the type of car you're driving and everything else. I said, um, he said, you know, you should be driving a better car, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, well, let's see now. There's an A and a B. And my car gets me from A to B. It's a comfortable car that gets me from A to B. Praise the Lord, I got air conditioning in the car that gets me from A to B. I'm not walking from A to B. So, um, and it's paid for from A to B, okay? So, tell them, don't feel sorry for me. Matter of fact, I have two cars that's paid for, you know, and we both can go from A to B. Karen needs to go somewhere, and I have to go somewhere, and we don't have to worry about any of this. And guess what? God has supplied that. And, and I, don't have to, I don't have to worry about uh, not make the bill and all those other things. So please tell a person, don't worry about me. Uh, I, I might look poor, you know. <laughs> but God has another agenda for those who are faithful to him. And, and listen, when you hang out with the Lord, all of God's people are not walking around on, uh, on the street begging folks. God has some very rich people. God has no problem when it comes down to blessing you. God has no problem when you have possession. He has no problems with that concern. He's concerned about what you have possessed inside. So that when it comes down to ministry, whatever it takes, because the individuals that's walking back and forth, the type of world that they live in and what they see and what they understand, and some of them are literally crushed. They need a different perspective. And they need you. And they don't need you with so much burden of the world. You're trying to tell them to accept Jesus. And they say, wait a minute. You stressed out also. And you want me to take on the stress that you have? No, I don't, no, never mind. I don't want your Jesus. But Paul is saying, listen, as unknown and yet well known, as dying, but behold, we live. As chastened, yet not killed. Oh, they can, they can kill the body but not the soul. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. <laughs> we may do, go for an, a night, but joy comes what? In the morning. They, they had a song that keeps resonating in my soul. Forgive me for doing a little rabbit trail here. But when, uh, pa uh, when, I passed, when um, Mayor Washington uh, passed, they had this funeral. It was a long funeral. I mean, it was a long funeral. But they kept playing the song, uh, in the morning, in the morning, 
things will be all right in the morning. And as I and as I and I watched the procession as it went down Vincennes and all, everything, and they just they kept playing the song over and over again. In the morning, things will be all right. In the morning, um, I'm sorry about um, Mayor Washington and uh, the things that happened to him, the heart attack, et cetera, et cetera. But then too, you see, I understand that even what you believe is understand something. In the morning, in the morning. Everything will be all right in the morning. People might not understand you. People will not appreciate you. You may be looked down on, but in the morning, in the morning, everything will be all right in the morning. You have to go in it may be by, and, 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 it's, and, and, and the whole I think is, but as you go through, understand, you may be the unknown, but you're well known. And finally, when you finally get all the way over here, what they didn't know is the royal horse saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. My prayer this morning, my prayer this morning is as we do, as we do ministry in grace, expect the hard times, expect times to be misunderstood, expect all of those things to happen, but in the morning, in the morning, it'll be all right, amen? To a dying world, their, their perspective of us will not be clearly understood because we live two, in, uh, uh, live two worlds in the two worlds at the same time, the physical and the physical. Keep these perspectives in mind. Uh, will keep us from our personal agendas that will not flow with the will of God. So the world needs to know that God, uh, that know uh, Christ, how it's uh, introduced to him, and its impact will require our participation. The harvest is white, but the labors are few. The harvest is white. He said that to the disciples. He said, he said, look upon the harvest. He said, the harvest is white. He says, the labors are few. And he says, pray unto the Lord of the harvest to send more labors. And then when you pray to the Lord, then you hear a voice say, so send I you. To be unrewarded, you're going to labor without reward. But be faithful. It'll be okay in the morning. Amen. Let's bow the prayer. Father, how we thank you for our time together.